Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father in heaven, we are grateful and we are thankful. Lord, we thank you for a great blessing. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that you are doing in our lives. This afternoon, Lord, we come before you and we pray, Lord, that our hearts will be in your hand like clay. We ask that you mold our hearts, oh God. We pray, Lord, that you make our hearts better for your word, to receive your word, and let the word bring forth fruits in our lives. Father, let us not leave this place the same as we came. We pray, Lord, that the power of the word will move in us and in our midst to bring healing, to bring restoration. Let the power of God be felt in this place, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Holy Spirit, we avail ourselves to you. Have your way amongst us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Please, let's take the crying child out. Amen. Wonderful. I have a wonderful announcement, but I'll save it for later. Awesome. Well, today I want us to continue with a message that we began three weeks ago, which continued on last week, and today we want to take it again. Why God wants you to experience suffering why God wants you to experience suffering and we are sharing from a wonderful book very powerful book losing suffering sacrificing and dying I believe none of these things are things you like to hear but uh, they are also in the Bible they are all scriptures in the bible and we are going to read the bible amen Amen. so we began sharing this message about two weeks ago and um, i was blessed and i want to continue sharing hallelujah so our foundation scripture that we read was philippians chapter 1 and verse 29 philippians chapter 1 and verse 29 and it says For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. Amen. How many of you believe in Jesus? Wonderful. How many of you have been suffering for Jesus? Do you see? You see? So we all believe in Jesus. But we cannot say, and that we can say with confidence. Now, let me see again. How many of you believe in Jesus? Give me a wave. Lift up your hand properly. Wonderful. Okay. So, we can all say with confidence that we believe in Jesus. But we cannot say with the same confidence that we are suffering for Jesus. Hallelujah. We cannot say with the same confidence that we are suffering for Jesus. But the scripture says, it is given on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. Amen. So serving Christ, following Jesus, serving God involves Believing in Christ and suffering for him. 
or suffering for his sake. Amen. How many of you have, have experienced some form of suffering before? Some type of suffering. You see, you cannot use that suffering to substitute for suffering for the sake of Christ. If you are experiencing any type of discomfort, suffering, inconvenience for the sake of Christ, then you are suffering for Christ. Hallelujah. Are you listening? So it is not only for believing in Jesus, but we ought to seek a way to suffer for him also. And if you are not experiencing any suffering for in all in your walk with God, then something seriously is missing. Are you listening? Something is missing. So a Christian is given the privilege in the New Living Translation. This is in the same scripture. If you read the New Living Translation, it says you have been given not only the privilege in trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. So it is really a privilege when you are experiencing suffering because of Christ. Hallelujah. So we went through why God really wants us to suffer or experience suffering. And we gave some few reasons. The first one we said because it pleases him. It pleases God that we suffer. When we are going through certain suffering, it is pleasing to God because he knows the end of the suffering and the end of God's path. Whenever you are walking with God, the end, he says, it is always a good end. Hallelujah. It may, the path may look very rough. The path may look very rocky, but he says, the end is a good end. Hallelujah. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Say the Lord, thoughts of peace. As you are going through the suffering, as you are going through the difficulty, God says he still has thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Hallelujah. So whenever you are going through suffering, take God along with you. Hold on to God. Hold on to your faith. Because the end, as long as you are with God, the end is an expected end. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The second reason we said because it makes you perfect. perfect. It makes you perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hallelujah. Perfect through sufferings. For it became him. Or if you have the NASB, we can read that. The New American Standard, the NASB, we can read that. It says, are you there? Do you have that? I'll read that for you. In the um, New American Standard. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. In the New American Standard. Amen. Amen. Suffering is part of our Christian walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Suffering is expected or is, is included in our Christian walk. And the scripture says in this version, it says, For it was fitting, it was fitting for him, it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. And this, I took out all the descriptions of God in this particular scripture and I, and I read the first part and the last part and it says, 
for it was fitting for him, for it was fitting for him to perfect the author of their salvation through suffering. It was fitting for him to perfect the author of their salvation through suffering. Hallelujah. That the one who would champion our salvation, his perfection came about through suffering. Perfection is accomplished through the sufferings that we go through. Amen. Amen. We become perfect or we are perfected when we experience certain suffering. Hallelujah. Now, to be perfect means to be complete. Amen. 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 To be complete. Hallelujah. So, we become incomplete when we have not experienced some type of suffering. You are incomplete because of some suffering that you have not experienced. Hallelujah. And you are given an example of how two people will move in life. And one will go through life without any difficulty. No challenges in life. You go through life and everything has worked out well. Everything has worked out well. You were born without any type of handicap in your life. Your development as a child was perfect. You went to a perfect school. You had great teachers. You were provided for. You never had to worry about your tuition. You went through to great schools. And you finished school. And then you, 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 you got a job. In fact, you didn't even have to fill an application. And several other jobs were ready to take you. Are you listening? Yes. And then you compare this person to another person who struggled from childhood. Everything was difficult. Are you listening? Even as a, as a baby, the types of food that they were giving babies, you never had something to eat. The only sauce that you had was your mother's breast milk. Are you listening? You never knew anything like formula. And then you grow up in very difficult situations. You went to school, difficulty, even just providing for you in school was a challenge. Sometimes you are sacked to go home for school fees. Are you listening? You see, people go through such difficulties. You may not know. It's realistic. And then the whole community has to contribute, contribute to make for your one-time school fees. And then you worry about how you're going to... You see, I know a person like that. I know a person like that. And the person couldn't even finish school. Very brilliant young man. Very brilliant. Top of his class. Are you listening? So, you go through such difficulty, such suffering, and such two people, when they have all become successful and they all have the same jobs, you can see a clear difference in their lives. You can see a distinct difference in the lives of such two people. Are you listening? You see that this one is complete. And this one lacks a a certain level of maturity. Amen. You see, suffering molds you. It brings certain completeness. You know, there are some people, you know, you you came to this country with some green card lottery. You know, you see, there is someone here, even when you mention 24, is it 24 Federal Plaza? Is it the address? When they hear that, they start shaking. You know, they never walk around that area. You, you walk around, you don't even mind the people who are there. 
There are some people they will never walk in that area because of some torture, some torture that they have experienced. They have respect for authority. They don't ever want to get into certain trouble. Because of the experience, the suffering. Amen. Amen. Life on this earth includes suffering. <laughs> it includes all kinds of suffering. Hallelujah. Serving God includes suffering. Walking with God on this earth includes suffering. Hallelujah. And when you have not experienced this type of suffering, you lack maturity. You lack a certain level of maturity. Hallelujah. And we as parents, sometimes we take that suffering from our children. And they need this suffering for maturity. You find a, a parent who has two-year-old, four-year-old, and each one has their own bedroom. And each bedroom is fully furnished with all kinds of things. They have TV, they have computer, they have phone, they have iPad, they have all kinds of things all around them. Everything is provided. You know? They have no suffering. They don't know anything like luck. There's nothing like that. They take them to the store and they have choices. They ask them, you ask a two-year-old, which kind of juice do you want? Two-year-old. Giving them choices. Which kind of juice do you want? And they don't want this, they want that. They don't want this, they don't want. They want this, they don't want that. Which kind of cereal? Whether you like this or whether you like that. Choose. You know, and we make these provisions taken away because we have also gone through certain suffering and sometimes we, want, we don't want to remember the suffering. We don't want to remember ever that we suffered. And so we take this opportunity for maturity from our children. We take it away. They have no knowledge. So they grow up to become people who think that everything, you must have choices. Because you have made choices in cereal, choices in juice, choices in clothes, choices in shoes. You have made choices in toys. You have made choices in everything. There are some people, the only toy that they ever had was a toy that was passed on from someone to them. There was no choice. Are you listening? You know, there was a certain type of food that I didn't like. I never liked it. Really. (laughs) But that was the food that was available. And you don't have a choice. You have to eat it. So when I became a man, and I can afford what I want to eat, and I said, I don't like this type of food, then people say, oh, stop, stop, stop. This is the food that you grew up on. How can you say you don't like it? I said, I never liked it. There was no option. (laughs) So you either go hungry or you eat. Are you listening? Yes. But we take all this opportunity for maturity from our children. Amen. And so when these children grow up, they become disappointed. They become depressed. They become angry with society. That life isn't providing them what they know life to be. But the reality of life is that it involves suffering. Hallelujah. It involves suffering. Amen. Christians ought to understand that serving God, this spiritual journey, involves suffering. Hallelujah. Number three, because it's another reason why God wants you to experience suffering is because 
it will make you obedient. It will make you obedient. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Though he was a son, this is Jesus Christ. He says, even though Jesus was the son of God, even though he was the son of God, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Jesus Christ, the son of God, did not learn obedience because he was the son of God. The Bible says, even though he was a son of God, his obedience was learned through the suffering that he experienced. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Mary, is that Mary? It's good to see you. Finally. Hallelujah. Are you all listening to me? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did not learn obedience because he is the Son of God. But he learned obedience through his suffering. Amen. So your children are not going to learn obedience because you are a strict disciplinarian. Your children are not going to learn obedience because you have certain set of rules in your home. I am talking about obedience. They are not going to learn obedience because you put them through certain type of education, some type of school. They are going to learn obedience through the sufferings that they will go through. Amen. The suffering that they will experience will cause them to learn obedience. Hallelujah. And sometimes when God is taking his children through suffering, we lack the understanding that we are learning to be obedient. But many of God's children learn obedience when they are going through suffering. Many of us learn obedience when we experience suffering. When we are going through suffering, it is very easy for us to respond to the call of God. When you are going through suffering, it is very easy for you to come and pray when you are called to pray. It is easy to fast when you are going through suffering. Are you listening? It is easy to pray when you are going through suffering. It is easy for you to come to church when you are going through suffering. Many people who are not in church, who don't come to church, they have jobs. Okay. I can guarantee you. They have jobs. There's a certain young woman that I know. Anytime she loses a job, I find her in church. Anytime she loses a job, I find her in church. And then she comes to trouble me with all kinds of things. She doesn't even come to church. When you are provided for, when things are working for you, you do not seek God. You don't obey God. All the people who are not in church today, if they, if they have lost their jobs, may it never happen. Amen. You know, if you lose your job, you find yourself. I'm telling you. If you lose your job, you'll find yourself in church. If you are on your last rent, you're on your last rent, you'll find yourself in church. Isn't that true? You see, obedience, to be obedient, it takes suffering. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. It is easy to obey God. Many of you, you were in certain countries, certain poor countries, and it was very easy for you to obey God. Than it is in other countries. I was, I was in another country just last week in church, and the people were serving God, crying, praying, because they are hungry. I'm telling you. Oh yes. They are hungry. And it causes hunger for God. Yeah. And obedience to God. You have to 
not everyone, but suffering brings obedience in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Suffering brings obedience. Amen. Amen. Suffering will cause you to obey God. Hallelujah. Is it not easy to serve God when you are going through certain suffering? So why should God bring us suffering before we obey? Are you listening? We ought not tempt God. We ought to embrace it. That yes, I am going through suffering, but I'm serving God. I am going through difficulty, but I'm serving God. No matter what I'm going through, I am still standing with God. Because there is nothing that should separate you from the love of God. Hallelujah. Not sickness, not death, not unemployment, not poverty. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Not being single, not divorce, not marriage. There is nothing that should separate you from God. Amen. Nothing that should separate you. Why? God wants us to experience suffering. Number four, God wants you to experience suffering because it will bring you closer to Christ. It will bring you closer to Christ. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. The fellowship of his sufferings. Fellowship is to share a common interest or to have something in common. To have companionship. Hallelujah. To commune together. Amen. The fellowship of his suffering. To have fellowship, to have this thing in common that you are sharing in the suffering of Christ. This is what Paul says. That he wants to know Christ. He wants to know the power of his resurrection. And he wants to share in his suffering. Hallelujah. Because the truth of the matter is that suffering creates certain fellowship. When people are suffering together, it creates a certain fellowship. Amen. Amen. Suffering creates a fellowship of like-minded sufferers. Who have experienced the same things. Amen. 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 So there's a special bond that forms between people who have gone through certain type of experience together. That's when you are, you, are, you are going through a type of experience that someone has gone through it, it brings a certain bond between you. Yeah, you understand each other. You understand each other. Amen. Amen. So sometimes in order for you to be a part of a certain fellowship... You must have gone through certain yeah. suffering. Wow. You must have gone through the difficulty of nursing school to have membership of what is the New York State is it New York State Nurses Association? Nisna. Before you can become a member, you must have gone through certain suffering. You must have failed chemistry before and pass it and then fail biology and fail the second time again and pass it. You must have gone through certain suffering. Are you listening? And even sometimes the, when you are going through the suffering with others, you, you develop a certain bond. You know this young lady who failed in chemistry, and you also failed in chemistry, she becomes your friend. Because you can talk about our failures together. You both went to the professor's office at the same time, and you were both waiting. And during the waiting, because you are going to ask and, and beg for that two points, so they can add it, so you can just make that class. Because you are almost being kicked out of the program. And then this young lady is also coming for the same thing. And as you are sitting there, you start a the conversation. There were two members in the church who were very close friends, close buddies. So their pastor asked them, how did you guys meet? Do you know how they met? So they both were seeking for asylum. 
They were both seeking for asylum and they met at the place. 24 Federal Plaza. <laughs> and this one, his case was adjourned to another one year or something like that. And this one also gave the same thing. So as they were talking, they talked and they talked and then they, with their misery, they went to buy Abdul's um, <laughs> bagel, bagel and coffee together. <laughs> In their misery and they ate together. And as they were eating and chatting out of their misery, the, the path that this person went through before he arrived and this one went through this before they found themselves you know just bonding and then by the time they realize they have exchanged numbers and by the time they realize he says Charlie I have this church why don't you come maybe by the grace of God we pray together and God will help us so suddenly they became friends are you listening they became friends and they are bonded. They suffered together. And by the grace of God, they both <laughs> were cleared with asylum. <laughs> you know, by the grace of God. And so that's how they came in a church together. This one was in the church and this one invited this person and they have become two strong friends. Perhaps in the same ministry, Perhaps both shepherds, perhaps both striving to become pastors, and the closest of pastoral friendship because of the suffering that they both experienced. Are you listening? And so Paul is saying he wants to experience this suffering that Christ suffered. Sometimes you go to for job interview and they don't take you. And they don't take you, and then as you are coming on the train, you see this guy that you saw also going in the building. And he looked like he, he went for the interview the way he looked. So by the time you realize you have found yourself chatting, and he has been unemployed for a long time, he has also been unemployed for a long time. By the time you realize you are exchanging numbers, you are exchanging um, agencies, Oh, I know this agency. Why don't you also go and try? You know, and by the time you realize you have become strong friends. Sometimes it can even lead to marriage. Through the suffering. Amen. And you realize that people that you went through suffering with, people that you bonded with like that, you went through certain suffering, you shared in your common suffering, you become so closely knit friends. I mean, some of the students that you failed equal exams from, you have 47, you also have 48, and you struggle and struggle until you have 52, and they gave you the C to pass. The same one, you should have 54, and gave the C to pass. You become such friends among the whole school group. You are the closest of friends. The, you, you relate with this person more than you relate with others because you have this chemistry problem and this person has that same chemistry problem. You have physiology problem, she has physiology problem. The, every subject you have problem. Then you find out that she also every subject she has problem. And you realize that it's not a common thing. It's not a, a unique situation. You have someone that you can relate with. Someone that has this com- and this person becomes a friend forever. This person becomes a friend for a long time. This person becomes a long-term friend such that when you graduate from school, you are still keeping that relationship. When you have marriages, you are still keeping that relationship. When you have children, she's still your friend because of the suffering that you suffer together. When we have shared in the suffering of Christ, nothing separates us. When we leave school, we still have that relationship. When we become married men and women, we still have that relationship. There is nothing because you have shared in that suffering. Hallelujah. That is why people who suffer for the church, they don't just leave the church. They don't just leave the church. People who suffer with the church, struggle with the pastors, doing the work, 
making sure things are that they don't easily leave. The people who come here, they don't come, they don't hear, they don't come. You, you talk to them, they come one. They are not people who suffer for the church. Are you listening? Yes. yes. They are not people who suffer for the church. But when you have gone through certain suffering together, it brings a certain bond. Amen. Amen. And that is why when you suffer for Christ, you get so close to him. You get so close to him. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You get to be very close. You understand his suffering. You understand what he went through. The sacrifices he made for you. And you feel indebted to him. That nothing separates you from him. Let me give you one more. We have time. One more. Last one before we go. Because God wants us to experience suffering because of the glory that will follow you. Because of the glory that will follow you. Hallelujah. So just as the day follows the night, the glory of God will also come after the suffering we experience. Amen. Amen. The glory of being a doctor comes after the sufferings of medical school. Isn't that so? When you have gone through the suffering of medical school, the final thing is that you are glorified with being called a doctor. The glory of having a baby comes from the sufferings of labor pains and childbirth. The glory that the baby is on your lap and you are feeding the baby and the baby is smiling at you and looking so beautiful it comes after you have gone through nine months of pregnancy, discomfort, nausea, vomiting, and all kinds of things, and then labor pains. And then the final glory is the child that you have. Hallelujah. All the, the glory of having a child sometimes go through the suffering of the adoption process. Are you listening? Yes. And the good news is that the glory that we will experience can never be compared with the suffering that we must go through. That is the good news. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. Let's read the NLT. We have little time here. Romans chapter 8, we're reading 17 and 18. And it says, And since we are his children, we are his highest. We are his children and we are the heirs of God. Amen. And it says, in fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Hallelujah. But if we are to share his glory, we must also do what? We must also do what? If we are to share his glory, are you listening? If we must share in the glory of God, then we must also share in the suffering. Hallelujah. Yet, that's the good part. Yet, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Amen. Amen. Isn't that great news? Put your hands together properly for Christ. Amen. What we are suffering now is nothing compared to the glory that will come to us later. Amen. Amen. There are several scriptures that support these great truths. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, for our present troubles are small. Our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Hallelujah. Amen. The glory lasts forever. The suffering is for a short time. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Don't be surprised. Don't behave as if something strange is going, is happening to you. Instead, 
Be very glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. Look, God does not hide suffering from us in the scriptures. It is expected that you will go through certain suffering as a Christian. It is expected. He says, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. So that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Hallelujah. All these scriptures, as we see them, we see the relationship between suffering and glory. Suffering and glory. And the relationship is that the suffering is always much less compared to the glory that follows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the good news. I said that is the good news. The suffering is much less compared to the glory that is ahead. Amen. Getting a college degree always looks like a long suffering. But that is nothing. Young people, it looks like it's difficult. It looks like challenge. I want you to pay attention. I don't know if you are writing notes or you are looking at your phones. But my spirit is telling me that you are looking at something else on your phone. I believe. And I'm preaching a very important message. You make these things and you don't do well. I'm preaching from my heart and you are looking at your phones at different things. Forgive. You know what I'm saying is true. Amen. Amen. If you are not writing those, put your phones down. They are evil distractors for you. I'm sharing a very important message to deliver you. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying, the suffering of going through college. There is suffering in going through college. In getting a degree. There is suffering. The suffering of going through college is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to the long-lasting glory that you will experience. Amen. And if you don't know, I'm telling you, many people who refuse to go through that suffering, they suffer for a long time. But if you are able to endure the suffering, if you are able to go through the suffering, there is a long life glory that you will experience. Hallelujah. That is the experience that you will experience. Amen. Amen. I saw many of our young ladies going through nursing school here. They were struggling, failing exams. Some almost dropped off, needing prayers, needing counseling, needing encouragement, all kinds of things. And today, by the grace of God, they finish. And they see the glory that has been ahead of them. Amen. Are you listening to me? And some of them, sometimes the glory is too much that even takes them away from God. Mercy on them. The glory is so much that it takes them away from God. Amen. But don't let that glory take you away from God. Because the glory is for a long term. The glory is for a long term. He says that the glory is long-lasting. If only you are working with God. It becomes long-lasting only if you are working with God. I'm reading the Bible. Are you listening? Yes. So, if by the grace of God you have gone through the suffering and the suffering has ended and God is glorifying you, don't become such that now there are certain things that you can do for God. There are certain things that you don't have time for God for. There are certain things that you cannot suffer for God. There are certain things that you cannot do because of the glory. The glory will last long as long as you are dragging God along with you in that glory. Hallelujah. It's the Bible. I'm not reading some man's wisdom. It's the Bible that I'm reading. Hallelujah. Marriage is also like that. Marriage is like that. Sometimes you find two couples 
struggling in the beginning of their relationship, in their marriage, struggling. They can't find themselves in the right places. Struggling, struggling. It's for a season. Look, marriage is not made by man. Marriage is from God. And if it is from God, you will experience the struggle, the beginnings of the struggle. It is there, but it's not long-lasting. It is not forever. The struggle, according to the scriptures, it is for a short while. And there's glory that follows the struggle. There's glory of marriage that will follow you. Only if you continue to maintain God in that relationship. Without God, the struggle is a long process. Yes, take God away and the struggle is forever. But the scripture is for them that take God along. Amen. That the struggle is for a short while. The struggle is for a short while. That is a promise of God. Amen. Amen. But sometimes you find couples that are not able to sustain as they are going through the struggle. Not knowing the scriptures. Not having the knowledge. And so they perish. Hallelujah. Other times you see them that they struggle and struggle. You see a couple, you say, okay, you go to school, I'll work to support you, I'll work to help you, you go to school, and I will struggle, I'll do whatever I can so that you finish, and then I'll also go, and then you see that then this person finishes, and the glory begins, and the glory becomes so swollen, we will learn later, the glory becomes so swollen, listen, God gives us burden, to hold us down. Wow. I remember Pastor Joel was giving us an example. He says, when they blow the balloon, you see, uh-huh, you see these balloons. This is mine. I can use that for. Oh, you don't know how it's mine. <laughs> you see this balloon. You see how was it like this when you bought it? How was it? They were flat. And then they blew it up. They pumped it up. So when you are pumped up like that, what would you do? What the, if this balloon is pumped up? When it's flat, where was it? It was on the floor. When it becomes pumped up, what do you think it will happen to this balloon? Where would it go? Where would it go? If we leave this balloon right now, we release this balloon, where would it go? Why is this balloon not up there right now? Because of the bedding that is holding it down. Because of the bedding that is holding it down. This bedding is keeping this balloon to do what it needs to do. That is to be decorated here so that I can see it. Not there. Sometimes God gives us bedding to hold us down. So that we can function and do what we need to do. So when you are experiencing the burden, see that God is with you. When you are going through the suffering, see that God is with you. And he will see you through. This is all time would allow us. Put your hands together for the Lord and rise to your feet. And we will continue next time that we meet. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for every situation that you take us through. Lord, we know as long as you are with us, as long as we are working with you, whatever challenge, whatever type of suffering that we are going through, whatever appears to be a lack, whatever appears to be insufficiency, whatever, Lord, it appears to be a deficiency, We know, God, as long as we are dragging you with us, as long as we are working with you, your word says the end is an expected end. Oh, Lord, you that know the end from the beginning, Father, we avail ourselves to you in all of our sufferings. Lord, we pray, give us strength as we go through the sufferings. Father, there are many of us who are going through afflictions right now. Oh, Lord, We pray, hold our hands, 
and keep us. Sustain us in the name of Jesus. Every difficulty, every challenge, oh God, we avail ourselves for your strength. Let your mighty hand uphold us. Let your mighty hand hold us. Father, diseases that torment us, oh God, we pray for your strength in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been taken away from us, whatever appears to be a lack and a deficiency, Lord, we need your strength. We need your strength to go through. Father, as long as we are walking the path with you, we have this confidence, oh God, that the expected end is coming. Father, we know that the peace is at the end. We know, oh God, that the joy is at the end. We know, oh God, that the morning shall come. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, look upon us. Everything that we are experiencing, every type of suffering that we are experiencing, Father, there are hidden things, there are secrets that we cannot even reveal to man. Oh God, you know them. You know our hearts. You know our minds. Oh God, look upon your people. Look upon your children. Restore, oh God, as we go through this suffering. He said, We do not have an high priest who do not know of our infirmities. Oh God, you know of our infirmities, you know of our weaknesses. But Lord, you have promised to make a way for us that every difficulty that we go through, we will also escape it. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor. Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give everyone that is here an opportunity. If you are not born again, I want to give you that opportunity to receive Christ this afternoon, right now. You are here, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer, Wherever you are, just lift up your hands. You are watching us on Zoom. And you want to give your life to Christ. Just lift up your hands. Or send us a text message. On the chat. On the Zoom. And we want to pray with you. If that is you. Let us pray. And just repeat this after me. And say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord, as my Master, and as my Savior. Come into my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.